Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Game of Stones. This is Scott coming at you from my hotel room in Kingston. A little bit of a different show tonight. I took a break after the game, came back to the hotel room trying to get a, a quieter atmosphere. Sean, still a little bit under the weather, has gone back to Ottawa. I uh, hope uh, to hear from him tomorrow night. He's going to try and get some sleep, sleep it off, you know, and uh, uh, hopefully he'll be feeling better. And uh, he might regret being pretty sick because he missed a heck of an evening of curling tonight. Uh not even a question that we saw the best game of the week so far with Newfoundland taking on Team Northern Ontario. Absolute display of curling wizardry uh, from Brad Gushu. Uh, Northern Ontario jumps out with a, a pretty great shot for four in the first end. And you got to be thinking at that time, holy cow, this game must be over, right? I know Brad Gushu's great, but... You know, you're down four to Northern Ontario. They've won three slams in a row, former Olympic champions, all of them, even with uh, Mark Kennedy on the team. And, and you got to think you don't have much of a chance. But uh, no, uh, right back with a three in the second end. And it was a lot of fun, a lot of precise shot making. Uh, you know, we got a little more conservative the back half of the game with uh, some uh, some blanks. Uh, Northern Ontario, pretty fortunate, I'd say, to score their one in the eighth end. They were coming through a hole, really narrow hole, to try and blank it. Uh, sort of did a ricochet between the two guards. Ended up taking one. And I think they were still pretty happy with that. You know, they're one up uh, in the eighth end, try to force back and get the hammer tied in nine. And they almost did force in nine. Brad Gushu, I, I guess the thinking was, hey, I'll either be down one with the hammer or down two with the hammer. And he would rather do that than be tied and not have the hammer. So he played a pretty super, super thin double, makes it on the blank, uh, the crowd goes wild, and uh, and there you go. The, then uh, in the 10th end, you know, they're able to get uh, their stones in the exact right position. Brad Jacobs' last shot is, is just like an inch not in the right spot on the nose, and it gives Brad the shot for two, and he makes it. Understandably, after that game, uh, I was down in the, the bowels of the stadium and uh, Brad Jacobs, you know, he was pretty positive, but uh, also, you know, pretty quick to get away from the media saying, uh, all right, like, you know, we played pretty well. And for us to have played that well and lose is, is tough, but there's some positives to come back from that kind of game. Elsewhere tonight, uh, we had... Team Alberta and Brendan Botcher maintain their perfect streak, albeit the hard way. They were they were up six to two at one point after the sixth end, and uh, all credit to Team Manitoba and Jason Gunlickson. They really fought back, got a steal in eight, stole in ten to tie the game, and uh, you know they made Alberta throw a, a draw there in eleven. That was uh, a little bit tricky, so I. Uh, we had a question from one of our listeners, and I asked Jason about that. So we had a question from one of our listeners specifically about what the strategy was there in the 10th end. Was it to try and get him to throw the draw at the end? 
in 10 or 11, sorry. Uh, in 10. In 10. Uh, yeah, no, we were just looking to try and get them to, to play a draw. And, I mean, they made some great, Carrick made a bunch of great ticks. So, I mean, we're just trying to do anything we can at that point. Um, we had a, we had a, we had, we had a good time out in a moment where we could have tried something more high risk in 11. And because the ice was getting a little funky, we were like, just make him throw. And, I mean, he made it, so... Yeah, so the ice was a little bit trickier today uh, compared to the, the just any time it's raining outside there's just like it's pretty darn good don't get me wrong this is not a complaint at all but yeah. but it is uh it is a little bit trickier than it was yesterday where it was perfect yeah. all right right on thanks An- another strange result from tonight was team ontario uh john epping came out and just didn't have it tonight uh he ends the game at a 51 percent. he was down in the 30s for most of it uh you know, they, they did scratch and claw their way back, uh, but Team New Brunswick was able to hold them off in the end. I mean, there was a shot there that uh, could have put James Gratton in a tough spot. But, you know, uh, the ice was a little bit tricky tonight. Uh, John Epping said after the game it was a lot different than it had been the, the day before. Of course, it rained today here in Kingston pretty much most of the day, so a lot of moisture coming in off on the patrons. And a little bit of, you know, uh, extra work to do for the ice makers there. Uh, they still did a great job. It was running pretty quick. Uh, just maybe a little bit of frost creeping in there at the end of the game. So I actually talked to James Gratton a bit about how the game went. Uh, there was a bit of a scrum, so there's some questions from a few people. Take a listen. You guys uh, took it to the home team, the end of their unbeaten record, and you mentioned, you know, now you're thinking about the game that got away, but uh, I guess you got to focus on the positives, and tonight was a big win for you guys. Yeah, it, it was, actually. We looked at the remaining uh, games left in our schedule, and we knew we had to knock off either John or uh, the wildcard team uh, late in the week and then hopefully uh, play like we did, just did against the other two uh, teams that we have left and, and mark a W on it. But, yeah, you're right. It's bitter, bittersweet kind of winning that game because uh, we were up 5-2 with after six ends against uh, Dunstone there the other day and let that one slip away, so that one kind of stings now. But that says a lot about the team, too, that uh, you, you come back strongly against a very good Ontario team as well. And you're in there. I mean, fate is in your hands and still in a lot of ways. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and then uh, we talked about that actually quite a bit because it was kind of a, a rough one that night uh, after that game. And, and we just said we can only uh, go from here. And uh, we, we felt like we played really well that game and deserved it. And why not uh, uh, carry that on over the rest of the week? Apart from the W tonight, I think the most important part of this game is that you closed it out too, right? Yeah, and I think that's what uh, those demons from the other day were still kind of uh, floating around the back of your mind. And uh, we played kind of a messy 10th end. We missed some uh, easy ones there. And the, the flashback started the, uh, the com- coming back and the negative uh, stuff kept having to get pushed to the back. But uh, it was uh, it was nice to cap it off. Attaboy, James. Thanks. Yeah, thanks a lot. Like Bright lights at the Briar against these teams. Uh, luckily, it's uh, I know my first one. It was a long many years ago, 1997. And I, I was freaking out. I was 22 years old, and there was 17,000 people in the stands at the Saddle Dome in Calgary. And uh, uh, but uh, this is my 13th trip here. It kind of uh, I think that helps uh, <laughs> kind of calm the nerves in those kind of situations. You've been a team that's known to sort of traditionally make it work uh, later in the week. Obviously, with this new format, that's not exactly yeah. <laughs> something you can do. Does that add the pressure for you? Yeah, under the, it adds the pressure early in the week, and that's why when I was talking about we were uh, beaten uh, up on Dunstone 5-2 with after 6, like those kind of games sting because that was our early in the week, and to, to cap that off and, fin- and get that W early in the week for us would have been huge.
recruits because we all, you're right, we always traditionally kind of get rolling as the week goes along. Obviously, so. you're still technically in it. What do you guys do to go from here? Uh, just keep doing what we're doing. We've seen a lot of positives in every game, even though we've had a couple of tough losses. And uh, I think after four ends, we were winning all those games too. So we always seem to start well. Uh, we just got to maintain it, just like we did today, kind of maintain it for 10 ends and not uh, six. <laughs> Real yeah. quick, uh, yeah. was that ice any different there tonight? Yeah, it was. Uh, for, I think it was because of the rain and the humidity outside. It was fro it was pretty frosty. It was patchy. It was hard to be um, precise out there. And I think that's why when we had the lead, John's team had to be the one to be precise, and we didn't necessarily. So I think that helped us right pretty pretty bad. Yeah. And uh, is it easier to sort of play from ahead against? Uh, yeah, those and, and you just know that they they make all the shots, right? So you just know they're not going to go away uh, w without making a noise. So, uh, uh, but I think the ice conditions helped us considering that we were throwing we were throwing more of the takeouts and stuff that aren't affected by the frost and he was trying to make those precise freezes and taps and that's tough on the, those conditions right on good yeah. luck the rest of the way yeah appreciate it man. cheers yeah. and lastly there tonight uh team kevin cooey absolutely gave thomas Goffin a curling lesson they were out six nothing uh six one after the fifth end break uh this was one of those games where you think oh boy do they really have to play uh, eight ends, but you know, uh, they did. Hopefully UConn can learn something, uh, Canada and team Cooey with a pretty easy day, one game and, uh, against UConn. So, uh, they'll be back on the ice tomorrow afternoon, I believe, uh, and look to keep that streak going. Now, a bit of a weird thing that happened today was that, uh, you had the same eight teams playing in both the morning draw and the afternoon draw. So it was back to back for everybody pretty fair and then you had the other eight teams playing playing tonight so if we take a look at what happened earlier in the day I'd say the, the biggest story of the day was uh, Matt Dunstone in Saskatchewan they uh, <laughs> you know that yesterday they had a game where they were down to New Brunswick and they managed to come back in, in the back half and win it this morning they were facing British Columbia and Steve Laycock they you know, they, they got up pretty pretty good. Laycock comes back, uh, posts a three in the sixth end, I think. And uh, by the ninth end, uh, Laycock, uh, yeah, posts a three and six, steals two in the seventh, uh, and then takes their two and nine to be up eight to five. And Matt Dunstone pulls a little bit of magic out of wherever he was, was hiding it this week. Uh, Jim Cotter, a couple pretty bad misses, uh, uncharacteristic misses, I'll say, on his last two shots, and uh, Laycock had a miss there too in the 10th. That set things up for a magical shot, and I'm sure if you tune into TSN, you'll see all about this one. It might have been the play of the day, I'm not quite sure, but uh, yeah, Matty Dunstone has a double out the back. It sort of goes around the corner, or around the horn, they, they call it, at the back, ends up sticking it and scoring four it just like an incredible reaction from the team and uh like who can blame them right i mean they're they're coming off this high and then uh the the, the sort of high from last night and then uh, they're looking like they're going to be down in the dumps again and then they come up uh with a crazy a crazy victory there over bc and then in the afternoon draw they've got to come back so recovering from all of that they've got to come back and play against the northwest territories and jamie cooey um they you now they don't have as much of a trouble uh, with this one uh pretty soundly beat them six to two um 
we I did uh, get a chance to talk to Braden Muscawi a little bit after that one. So, Braden, I guess the obvious uh, first uh, question is, uh, uh, it's been a, a couple of very interesting games uh, for you leading up to the game you just played. Uh, how, how comforting was it to not have an easy game, but a little less drama than uh, than your past two, uh, two, two matches? Yeah, we definitely needed that, as did our uh, families. They've been uh, sending texts about gray hairs and whatnot. So uh, it was nice to, that was, I guess, we've showed glimpses of of what we can do I think we just haven't been able to put it together for 10 ends so that was the first time we came out and played really solid right from the first end and you know we got a got a little lead there and uh we're able to hold on to it this game which which made life a little easier so I'm, I'm a little curious uh obviously you had like about an hour and a half between the, the end of that last game which was unbelievable and then yeah. you have to to kind of refocus yourself to play another game how easy or how difficult is that to, in an event like this yeah that's that's the toughest part is especially when you come off a win like that where you know the we were walking back to the hotel to grab, grab a bite to eat quick and the adrenaline's just pumping like you can just feel it so the biggest thing was you know getting a little bit of food we only had a, just over an hour hour break so we did that and we we had a little uh, debrief and just okay boys you know it's super easy to come out a little flat after a huge win like that and and we couldn't afford to do that so um yeah everyone everyone regrouped and uh we came out and i know everyone's pretty tired right now more so mentally than than anything those those come back, get ahead, give up the lead, come back and get it. Uh, it takes a lot out of you, you know, a lot of emotion. It's like an emotional roller coaster, I guess. So, uh, yeah, it was great to come out, put together our, probably our best game for sure where, as a squad. And, uh, yeah, it definitely uh, gives us some momentum heading towards tomorrow. Did uh, Matty even touch the ground on the walk back to the hotel after that last game? Or? <laughs> yeah, he's moonwalking the whole way back, basically. No, it was... It was, it was what a shot! What a it's gotta be fun to watch, eh? When it, you're uh, when you're sweeping it, or while you're in the house, uh, it uh, holding is. the broom, it's gotta be fun. Just even better when it's a, a player on your team doing it. But oh, it's, yeah. a shot like that is incredible. It's 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 so much fun playing playing under a guy like that. Like uh, you know, you, you always have a chance with with the kind of shots he can make, right? So uh, we you know we got a few in the rings, and luckily the angles worked out. And like I said, there's uh, there's no one else I'd rather have throwing the last shot, uh, and uh, he came through again for us, which was pretty sweet. And thanks to our friend Frank from the From the Hack podcast for those questions to Braden Muscawi. And on the other side of that Saskatchewan Northwest Territories game was, of course, Jamie Cooey. We saw a little bit of a shakeup with his lineup there. You know, after losing this uh, the game this morning, uh, in the seventh end, I think he switched out and uh, David Aho skipped while Jamie slipped down to third and they brought their spare in for... Uh, the second position. Uh, I, this team is very, fairly clearly like a, a young team that's playing with Jamie Cooey and trying to gain experience. And I asked Jamie Cooey about that after the game. Uh, so I just wanted to talk to you about bringing sort of the future of Northwest Territories curling with you to the last couple of years. Uh, what exactly are you help, hoping to show them by bringing them to this kind of an event for the future? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, last year my, my old team was kind of done and I thought I was kind of done too. And, uh, you know, these guys asked me to, to, to do something with them, whether that be coaching them or playing with them. And, uh, you know, I thought about it a while and figured uh, I probably could do a little better with playing with them to, to try to, you know, try to pass the torch, if you will. I don't know how many years I got left. Um, yeah, so we got the young guys in there. And, uh, you know, last year I let David, uh, got David in at skip in a game and, uh, you know, against Nunavut and we won the game. So, you know, I've been trying to 
transition a little bit and get them as much of our experiences as I can before I am done so they're they're ready for the future and they've been here and uh, hopefully they can be successful. Right on and the decision today was uh, just about rest and getting David some skipping? Yeah it's more just getting David some skipping time I think he's going to be the future skip in the Northwest Territory so it's a matter of uh, you know getting him some confidence and getting him out there with as many reps as we can uh, as a skip so that's what that was all about for right sure. On. And yeah. so uh, do you have any specific goals for the rest of the, the week here? I know 0-4 is pretty tough but uh... yeah, 0-4 is pretty tough you know we're playing some pretty good teams we're you know we're struggling but they're playing well so you know uh we have uh you know we have yukon and new brunswick and ontario ahead so you know we're still gonna hang tough and hopefully get a couple wins before before we're done here perfect all right thanks a lot yeah, no so elsewhere in those games from this morning and this afternoon team wildcard continued to roll they beat uh, british columbia in the afternoon 10 to 5 really put a put a whooping on and beat northwest territory 6 to 2 in the morning that in that uh, game this afternoon against uh, BC uh, Mike McEwen made a, a pretty nice double to give them four a, a couple of missed execution there from team BC and that really set the tone for the rest of the game uh, team Nunavut came out and tried pretty hard uh, covered the spread actually against uh, team Nova Scotia in the afternoon but lost seven to three uh, we saw Prince Edward Island for the first time on TV this morning and they had Mm, pretty rough, uh, pretty rough game that was switched from the TV game pretty quickly. It was a uh, 11 to two loss to Team Nova Scotia, uh, but they bounced back in the afternoon session and won uh, seven to four over Quebec. Quebec had a pretty uh, a, a, a shot to win. He had a, a a draw and just came up a little bit light and uh, curled too much. So, you know, not uh, not an ideal ending for Quebec. They, they still had the crowd behind them, but. Uh, they were looking to get some more from that one. But they did then, uh, uh, in the morning session, uh, they were able to get their first win on the board with the 7-4 victory against Nunavut. Uh, nothing else is really sticking out to me, and since I'm alone, it's kind of lonely here. So I think I'll wrap it up here. I'll just say real quick, looking at Pool A, the loss by Ontario brings them down to three and one but if they take care of business tomorrow they'll still be okay uh team wildcard leading there at four and oh i'm maybe a bit surprised but uh you know the the top four teams are wildcard ontario saskatchewan canada sort of the four that we would think would be at the top uh james grattan of course uh, as as you mentioned there you know they've got an eye to the playoffs still tomorrow morning they're back on the ice against bc for their only game of the day and then they'll finish with uh, Northwest Territories and Wildcard on Wednesday. So you know if they can uh, if they can get a victory against BC and be sitting three and two going into that Northwest Territories game, they've got a real shot to finish four and three and at least get themselves a tiebreaker. For the rest of the action over in Pool B, Alberta's uh, that train's chugging along at four and zero. Uh, Newfoundland, Labrador, three and one. Nova Scotia may be a bit of a surprise at 3-1. and one. They've still got the sort of three big boys to play. Um, well, three of the four in Alberta, Northern Ant, and Manitoba. So, you know, tomorrow's going to be a pretty decisive game for them, or a day for them, rather. Uh, PEI, Manitoba sitting at 2-2, two and, two, and Northern Ontario, 1-3. This has uh, got to be the surprise so far of the Bonspiel uh, now, to be fair, they've played really well, but that loss to Manitoba yesterday on the measure, uh, really not so great. 
Uh, they got thumped pretty good by Alberta, as we saw on that opening Saturday night. And then tonight's game, you know, it's a play as well as they did, shooting 86% as a team, uh, and you get the loss to to Brad Gushu. It's uh, it's going to be tough. They're going to come back tomorrow with two games against Quebec and Nova Scotia, and uh, they'll finish out with Nunavut on Tuesday afternoon, or uh, Wednesday afternoon, rather. I think... That, I mean, the odds are pretty good for them to get those three, and they're going to need them. Otherwise, uh, they'll they'll likely not advance. So uh, the thing about this team is that once they do advance, if they advance at four and three, history has shown that they're going to need to stay at three losses in order to make the playoffs. And as good as the teams coming over from the other pool will be, this team is one of the teams that, that can beat anyone in the world. So... Looking at the likes of Wildcard, Ontario, Kevin Cooey, and Team Canada, you know, Brad Jacobs has beaten all of these teams before and can do it again. So can't count them out yet. Um, but I think we're all a little surprised they got to three this fast. So that's all I've got for now. I think tomorrow will be pretty fun. Again, I'm planning to be there most of the day. Tweeted a lot today, and it kind of took it out of me. Uh, so I might watch the morning game from bed, but don't worry. I'll be keeping you up to date with all that's going on over on the Twitter at Game of Stones pod. I'm at Scott Lakes TV. Um, send Sean your well wishes there at, uh, Dr. Shawnee fever on Twitter. You can get in touch with us anytime. If you would like something answered of the players, uh, let me know and I'll do my best to get in there. Um, I answered a question today, uh, about the 10th end strategy from Jason Gunlickson. So stuff like that, uh, I'm always happy to talk about. And I guess that's all from Kingston. So until I talk to you next, keep your broom on the ice and don't dump that intern. Make the final...